Welcome back again to your daily Bible podcast as we continue working together through the book of John. Today we are in John chapter 11. We're going to look at the first part, verse 1 through 27. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Okay, so let's just take stock real quick of where we are in the story. The last several chapters have been spent focusing on um, a very challenging time in Jesus' ministry, where he's been in the city of Jerusalem at two different festivals, the Festival of Tabernacles and Hanukkah, and both times the Jews basically ran him out of the city on multiple occasions. They actually tried to kill him. So Jesus retreated out to the countryside where he's been ministering and healing, and it said many people have been saved. Now we find out that one of Jesus' closest friends, a man that's actually known as the one Jesus loved, Lazarus, is sick. Now he lives in a village called Bethany, which is just two miles outside of the city of Jerusalem, right back to where Jesus has been spending so much time recently and had to leave. Verse 4, when he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judah. Now I I love that John, when he's writing this, gives us this little eyewitness details. He doesn't want us to think that Jesus stayed in the place to be cruel. He tells us clearly, Jesus loves Martha, he loves Mary, and he loves Lazarus. But he didn't get up when the servant came. He didn't run straight to Bethany and heal Lazarus. Instead, he stayed exactly where he was for two more days. Then he said, now let's go. Verse 8, But Rabbi, the disciples said, A short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you, and you're going to go back? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. Once again here, Jesus uses this analogy that everybody by this point in the Gospel of John is familiar with. Jesus is talking about he's walking in the light. He's walking in the will of God. And just as people can see where they're going, when they walk with the daylight, he's saying, I see clearly where I'm going because I'm walking in the Father's will, in the Father's desire. We're not stumbling around in the dark here. We know where we're going. Verse 11. After he said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, will he not get better? Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. 
Isn't it interesting? The disciples are much like us. They just don't get it. Oftentimes, Jesus says he's asleep and they say, oh, great. That's what sick people need to do is sleep. So Jesus is just totally clear with them. Lazarus is dead and I'm glad because this is going to give you the opportunity you really need to believe. Verse 16, then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let's us also go that we may die with him. Now, I love this from Thomas. We know Thomas is what? Doubting Thomas, right? That's how he's remembered. But here, Thomas gives this wonderful statement of bravery, of courage. He says, let's go with Jesus. If he's going to die, we may as well go and die with him. Verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Verse 21. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Verse 23. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into this world. Okay, so there's so much here. When Jesus first arrives, Martha immediately goes out to him. She is so disappointed that Jesus didn't come earlier. They'd seen Jesus do so many miracles. So she says the thing that you and I probably would have said, Jesus, if you'd have just been here, my brother wouldn't have died. See, she has faith that if Jesus would have come, he could have done something about it. And then when Jesus responds to her, she responds by having faith in the future. She says, yes, I know one day that my brother will rise again. So she has faith for the past and she has faith for the future. But what Jesus declares to her is that he is the resurrection and the life. Another I am statement by Jesus. I am the resurrection and the life. And whoever believes in me will live right now. They'll live in the now, even if they die. Do you believe this? See, Jesus challenges her faith. She has a strong faith for what if Jesus would have come and a strong faith in one day. But Jesus comes into their present and what he's about to reveal to them all about his power, about his divinity, about exactly who he is and why he came, is going to radically change the trajectory of Jesus's ministry and ultimately lead him to the cross. Today, I want to leave you with the simple question before we finish the rest of this passage. Is your faith in God one that simply covers the future and the past Or are you living your faith for today in the present? Is your faith such that it affects your daily life, your minute-by-minute existence, 
or is it just something that you believe will happen someday? I want to encourage you to think about that today, to ask God about that today. And if you find that you are lacking in faith in any way for the present, I would encourage you today to ask God who gives faith that he might fill you to the brim. Let's pray. God, today we ask for faith. I ask that you help increase our faith and our belief and our trust that you are good and that you are God and that you are present with us right now. It's one of the major themes all through the Bible, God, and we want to um, see and recognize and experience that you are the God who's with us right now, today, in our circumstances. And I pray that you help us to set our eyes, our hope, and our faith upon what you are doing right now. And I pray that in Jesus' name.